the beauty of the spirit is that we simply inhale what Christ exhales. Christ told the disciples after his resurrection, receive the spirit. That's it. Receive the spirit. And he breathed on them. And the implication there is as he breathes on us, we can inhale from him. Welcome to the Rhythm of Us podcast. We're your hosts, Chris and Jenny Gravy. This past year, we released a book we've been pouring our hearts and souls into for quite some time, and it's called The Rhythm of Us. And it's available now wherever you get your books. Throughout this season, we'll be exploring the five rhythms from our book, as well as sitting with and learning from wise leaders, mentors, and friends in our life about the intentional rhythms that can lead us closer to God and closer to each other. All right. Well, welcome back to another season. We are so excited to be here with you guys. Yes. We hope you all had an incredible summer break with your families, soaking up time together. That is exactly what we've been doing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it really was. We had some great trips for you and me and obviously for our whole family. So, but here we are. Yeah. It's fall. Excited to be back. Kids are back in school. Yes. Hallelujah. Praise (laughs) the Lord. (laughs) Yeah. It feels good to have some, you know, regular rhythms, some productivity back in our life. Um, So we're excited to be back. Yeah. And today I'm really excited about the guests we have on today's episode. We're kicking this brand new season off right with a good old Texas buddy of ours, pastor, New York Times bestselling author, Max Licato. Yeah. I'm so thrilled for this conversation. I can't tell you how much I needed it. It was just Mm. one of those weeks for us. I don't know if you guys have those (laughs) where I was just weary from fighting some things out in my own strength. And I didn't realize that's Mm. why I was weary. But um, Max is one of those people that we say yes to before we even know what the topic is. (laughs) It's always like, yes, we will have Max on um, because we know it will be great. And so we had said yes to Max before we even knew what the topic was. And so when I got the email um, saying what his book was about, it just said, help is here. And I was like, oh, I needed that so much. Um, And I was just so thrilled to see that he had taken the time to write a book about his experience with the Holy Spirit and more specifically living from the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's something so powerful about a pastor like Max sharing about this topic because he is so well-known, he's so trusted, his voice is so trusted, that I'm just hopeful that people will be reminded of the power of the Holy Spirit if they have experienced that kind of strength Mm -hmm. and life that can come from leaning on the Holy Spirit. And if they've never experienced living from that strength, that they will perhaps give the Holy Spirit Um, a second chance (laughs) coming from such a respected and trusted leader like Max. I think the thing that's so neat is in our time with Max in this conversation, he kind of talks about how he came from a background that wasn't necessarily like, you know, the Holy Spirit wasn't topic of conversation. You know, he comes from a certain background that really doesn't emphasize the Holy Spirit. And he talks about his journey really over years of how his experience with the Holy Spirit changed and where he is today. And so I really enjoy that part of our time together. Yeah, this conversation was such a blessing to us. I'm still marinating on so many of the incredible truths that he shared. We know it will be such a blessing to you. Cannot wait to share it with you guys. So yeah, well, with that being said, let's get into a brand new season and this first episode with Max Licato. 
All right, Max, well, welcome back to The Rhythm of Us. We're so glad you're here. Hello, hello. It's good to see you. You look terrific. You look great. She sure you does. As well. She sure does no. look terrific. <laughs> that is, you're a smart man, Mr. Cato. All right, well, let's do this. We're going to dive in. You've got this brand new book that you've written. It's about the Holy Spirit, which is super cool. And sometimes people will avoid it and they won't talk about it. So uh, you have an interesting journey on your path when it comes to your history and you know, knowing the Holy Spirit, what that journey's looked like. So as we dive in here first, can you tell us what that history and what your path, specifically you personally, with the Holy Spirit has been? Do we have a two or three days? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Reader's Digest. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I trusted Christ for salvation when I was 10 years old. I was the pastor's dream come true kid. I sat on the front row, did everything he told me to do. Uh, he said, jump. I said, how high? And I uh, gave up at the age of 15. I'm probably the uh, youngest cynic in history. I, I, didn't, I didn't give up on God. I gave up on my ability to please God. Uh, I just... Uh, a combination of raging hormones and just peer pressure. And then just the fact that I was unaware that I had a heavenly helper and, and I had security of salvation really combined uh, to make me throw up my hands and say, I just can't do this. And so I uh, just pretty well abandoned uh, that pursuit and w became a very heavy drinker and uh, a, a, the kind of, guy you do not want your kids to ever go out with. And um, I do recall uh, my first conversation with anyone about the Holy Spirit occurred right in the middle of those prodigal years. And it's really an entertaining story. Uh, the uh, uh, Our little town I grew up in in West Texas uh, somehow got on the radar screen of an evangelist from California. He was a hippie. He was a convert in the Jesus movement that swept the country in the early 1970s. And he uh, took a school bus and he painted it uh, full of flowers and, you know, kind of a hippie look and would drive from city to city with a team of musicians. And somehow he ended up in our little town and set up uh, in the parking lot of the school and would stand up on the top of the bus with a megaphone in the mornings as we were coming to class and telling us the gospel. It was a beautiful thing, a beautiful thing. I have no idea who he is, whatever happened to him, but I'll never forget him. And he invited us to home Bible study groups. Uh, I don't know if he called them that, but he, we, we all had a list of addresses. You go to one of these homes and you can learn more about Christ. Uh, so I did. I did. I was again, I was 18. I was a, I was a really off the track in terms of discipline. And, uh, I knew I needed help. I did. So the nicest people in the world were in that house. Uh, they, it was a trailer park. Uh, it was uh, on the far side of town, the opposite side of town. I went in. They treated me like a king. We, we had the greatest visit. I remember we all sat on the floor and crossed our legs, which I thought was cool. It's what hippies do. You know? <laughs> and that was then they began to ask me if I had received the Holy Spirit. I don't think I used the phrase, but I might as well have said the Holy who, because <laughs> I, I did not know the Holy Spirit. 
I don't blame my church. I, I had a Bible I could have read about him, but I did not. They asked me if I would like to pray in in uh, what I've came to learn late, later in life was tongues. Uh, but they asked if I'd like to pray in a heavenly language. I said, I'll, I'm open to anything. Uh, and uh, they tried or I tried. Nothing happened. And I took that as another defeat. I thought, well, okay. I just don't qualify. My halo is forever stained and tilted. Uh, and so I went back to my old, went back to Coors and uh, resumed my life. The house of Coors. The house of Coors. <laughs> Am I going too, in too long on this story? Tell you're, me. No, this is keep so going. good. I love it. Yeah. Um, my, um, uh, you guys have heard of Abilene Christian University mm -hmm. in West Texas. Uh, my dad said, if you want me to help you with tuition, you have to go to Abilene Christian because he knew I needed help. Uh, all my buddies were going to either Texas Tech or A&M or UT, but, but I'm, I may be dumb, but I'm not stupid. If he's going to help pay with tuition, then I would go to Abilene Christian. And that's where my life really found uh, a fresh start. I, I began attending church again. And in my early 20s, I was almost 21. I, uh, I discovered grace and uh, was convinced uh, by a dear friend that God's grace was adequate to cover my sins. That then led to seminary. That then led to missionary work. That then led to San Antonio, where you're from, Jenny. And that then is where I landed as a pastor. That's when the wheels came off again. You think you can burn out when you're 15. You can really burn out when you're 32, 33 as a young senior pastor. I was trying to do everything for the church. We, as you know, have three daughters. They were all uh, in diapers. Two of the three were in diapers at the time. Uh, my wife was battling depression at the time. And uh, uh, we, we just, I just, well, what happened to me is I developed insomnia. I couldn't sleep. Uh, everybody else could sleep. My goldfish could sleep. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> and uh, during those nights, I could not sleep. That turned to be out to be the moments in which I offered some of the most honest prayers of my whole life. Just really feeling despondent and weary. And, and I would pray in the middle of the night in my pajamas downstairs uh, in my study. And, and that's when I began to sense uh, what Jesus called as the comforter, the comforter. Uh, and, and I felt literally a presence there in the study. Uh, and the turnaround was not abrupt. It wasn't an instantaneous. It was over a period of months. But I began to feel uh, a lightness to my step again. Joy returned. Uh, and we actually, the church started to grow. And, and I realized I am being led and I'm following and I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit. I would like to say that my whole life has been a pursuit of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but much of it has, much of it has. And I have truly have come to see that he is my heavenly helper. He's my, my unfailing friend. And so uh, that, that really is what I mark as kind of the birthday of my relationship with him. And um, it took me a long time to decide to write a book about him, uh, but I finally did. And if yet, to answer your question, I took a long time answering that question. That's how it all started.
No, I love that. And thank you for sharing all that. Was there something that prompted you to, besides the Holy Spirit saying, now is the time to write this book? Was there an experience or anything that led you to kind of, to realize this is the time? Yeah. A combination of things, Jenny, that's a great question. A combination of things. One is, uh, uh, I just think our whole culture's worn out. We're all tired. We're just tired. Mm -hmm. We're tired of being tired. And statistically, we're tired. 84% of people say they live their lives stressed out. Uh, Anxiety level among teens and young adults is off the charts. And And the suicide rate, as we all know, is higher than it's been since World War II. Uh, something's wrong. And, and and I've I've pretty well given up. I'm not a cynic, I'm not cynical about politics and government. I just think we've placed too much hope yeah. in, mm. in in a political solution to this problem. Um, and and I'll look out over our church and I think people are tired in church. Uh, they they are deeply in need of power and fresh strength. And so uh, I began thinking about bringing messages messages to the church about the power of the Holy Spirit because of what was happening. And then the pandemic came. And boy, you talk about depleted. Well, that really left us depleted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that even added fuel, more fuel to the fire. And so I, I think just seeing the situation we're in and my memories of hello. I really was helped. I really was helped by supernatural strength. Uh, and realizing that I'm an old drunk. I mean, if God could do that for me, he'll do that for all of us. So I, I got excited about the idea, presented some messages to the church. They were well received. And so we turned them into a book. Well, I love that you're doing that. Thank you so much for this message. I think that, you know, I, I said yes to having you on before I even realized what the book was about. And then <laughs> and I looked at it's it. It's risky. That's what I said. I said, do we even know this guy? Yeah. Whoa, whoa. No, but I think when I saw what it was about, I just, I came and said, babe, he wrote a book about the Holy Spirit, about living from the power of the Holy Spirit. And I just think that because of who you are and the respect that people have for you, um, I, I'm just excited to see what it will do for people to give the Holy Spirit maybe a second glance that had written it off. Um, so I think it's going to be really powerful. I do want to ask Max, you know, you talk about that there are ways that we can posture ourselves to experience the power and the peace and the help that comes from the Holy Spirit that Jesus promised to us. What is our part to play in that? What prep work can we do in our own heart and spirit to experience that help that we so desperately need? That's a wonderful way to ask that question. What posture uh, should we place ourselves in? I like the phrase that a childlike spirit is the soil out of which the fruits of the spirit can grow. A childlike spirit. Uh, Many of us have encountered the opposite of that. We have encountered people whose role in life is to tell us uh, what not to be, not to do and not to believe. They're, they're, they're kind of like hall monitors, you know, who, you know, just run the, or they're self-appointed police, policemen or police women uh, who tell us what the Holy Spirit can't do. And their favorite words are don't and won't. Uh, then on the other extreme are people who just make a living showing off. Uh, 
bragging about or dropping it's kind of like they have the backstage pass to elvis you know they 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 can do what we'll never do and they take great pride in that okay so those are the two extremes and those two extremes they discourage us right they 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 we, we say i don't want to be like that person or i can't be that person and so we we have those two extremes but yet somewhere in the middle chris and jenny is the is the sincere disciple who uh well maybe not even a disciple maybe not even a believer but a person who says i'm open i want help i do the best i can and only to find that my best is seldom enough if ever and you're saying there's help there's supernatural help there's spiritual help show me help me i think that's the posture right there just saying i'm, I'm open Lord, to whatever it is you have to give. Uh, I can't do this on my own. Raising five kids is exhausting. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> being a boss is exhausting. I, 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 or, or dealing with it, debt or divorce or death, this is exhausting. Please help me, help me, uh, help me to, to receive all you have to give. I think that's the best place to start. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I love that. And it's so true of what's happening in our world, you know, the stress and everything that's coming, and especially as two parents of five kids, you know, with a couple of teenagers in the mix, you know, could you speak to that couple who's out there who's listening, who's maybe got a, maybe a newborn or they're just married or they've got kids or whatever? How do you encourage kind of couples to tap into this, the power that's available in the Holy Spirit on an individual basis, but ultimately as a couple to? Do this thing that God has brought together that's called marriage and this union in family. I don't want to add yet another item to your already long to-do list. I believe the beauty of the spirit is that um, a person need not escape to a monastery or to a desert to encounter him. The beauty of the spirit is that we simply inhale what Christ exhales. Christ told the disciples after his resurrection, receive the spirit. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Receive the spirit. And he breathed on them. And the implication there is as he breathes on us, we can inhale from him. Mm -hmm. uh, Christ has exhaled the spirit onto the earth. The, the Holy Spirit is the living presence of Christ on earth today. So my privilege each day is to inhale him. Uh, I, I don't think what the couple you're describing, I don't think they need a telephone book size volume on how to follow the Holy Spirit. I believe they are assured, and I know I'm assured, to think that all I need to do is inhale whom he has exhaled. Receive him. Uh, that is to say, today, Lord, bless, bless our family. As I wake up, I invite you into my day. Uh, as I'm about to have a conversation with my wife, give us wisdom. As we bow our heads together today, would you be our comfort and our guide? And seek to, seek to protect that childlike spirit. Uh, acknowledge that you have individual relationship with Christ, but that also, since you're now one flesh, there's something unique about the two of you together that is not expressed in the two of you individually, especially since 
Christ has joined you together. You know, we say that at every wedding, what Christ has joined together. Uh, God does the joining. He brings two people. And in his math, one plus one equals one, not one plus one equals two. And so you are now one person. You're the perfect combination of spiritual gifts. And so I would, the last thing I think I would say on that is understand the unique giftedness of your mate uh, and encourage that, champion that. Uh, my wife, you know, God bless her, has listened to me preach for 41 years. Can you imagine the, the award that awaits her in heaven, having to listen to me every week? But every week, she says, Max, that was your best sermon. Wow. Oh, that was, oh cool. man, you did it. Oh, that was good. I know she can't honestly believe that every sermon is my best sermon. That's okay, though. I forgive her deceit. <laughs> she, she has, but she has, she really helps bring out the best in me. I pray I do the same with her. She has a beautiful gift of mercy. She cares deeply about the marginalized and forgotten people in the world. She has a real heart for single moms. And, and I, I want to encourage that. I don't want to, you know, distract her from that. Anyway, I say all that to say, know each other's unique gifts. Realize that the two of you together are better than the two of you apart. And, um, and champion one another's ministries. Hey guys, thanks again for listening. We'll get right back to the show in a minute. But real quick, just wanted to remind you to order a copy or two or three of my parents' new book, The Rhythm of Us, from your favorite retailer. All right, let's get back to the show. So, Max, another thing you talk about in the book is the peace that's available in the Holy Spirit, not just the power and the life, but the peace um, you talked about not being able to sleep at night. I think that like anybody who has teenagers, I'm just going to be talking about this for a few years. Anybody who has teenagers has experienced those sleepless nights. So I just want you to speak to that for a second. When you're in the middle of that worry and that fear and the anxiety that's keeping you awake, what can we practically do in those moments to access the help that's available to us in the Holy Spirit, are there some actual practical things that we can do to move towards that help in Him? Understand that the Holy Spirit has a truly maternal expression. Mm -hmm. uh, the Holy Spirit took the form of a dove at the baptism of Jesus, and there is no more gentle bird than a dove. Uh, I Had you asked me, I would have said, let him be a hawk or an eagle, you know, something really dramatic and strong. But a dove is is soothing. Even the sound of an of a dove, right? The coo, that that soft tenderness. Uh, and and in the days of of Christ, a, a dove was a symbol of femininity. Femininity. Now, we most of us, when we refer to the Holy Spirit, uh, call the person of the Holy Spirit a him. He, and we do that because Jesus did. Okay, that's why. But the Holy Spirit has no gender. The Holy Spirit, however, has maternal expressions. And I believe that it is of great comfort for a person to understand that we have a heavenly father. We have a, can we say a sibling, a savior, our brother in eternity. 
but in a sense, we have a spiritual mother uh, in the Holy Spirit. And in, in, in the Holy Spirit, say almost said she, and I'm not really okay with that. I mean, yeah. I'm probably upset. We all get a little sensitive. But the Holy Spirit is the comforter, just like a mother is a comfort to her children. So when you feel these waves of anxiety, do what a child does. Go quickly to the comforter. Go quickly and acknowledge the anxiety that you feel. Uh, Jenny, nobody knows this better than we dads. When my kids would come home and they were really wound up, they did not say, where's dad? They would say, where's mom? <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris, maybe you're still, because I would kick nope. into fix it. I would kick into fix it mode. Okay, let's do this. Let's do that. Da, da, da. Mm -hmm. But, but, but if they want a lap to climb up into and know that there'll be a lot of comfort, they climb into mama's lap. And the Holy Spirit has that role. How precious of heaven to, to provide that for us. So it's not always the role of the Holy Spirit to fix us. Many times it's the role of the Holy Spirit to comfort us, to soothe us down. And the peace that can come is acknowledging that we have the Holy Spirit to give us comfort. Now, your question was, practically speaking, is there something that we can do? And that practically speaking is yes. We just go to the Spirit. I wish I had something a little more deep or profound, but, <laughs> but, but that's it. At any point on any day in any situation, regardless of the circumstance, I've done this many times in the middle of conversations. Uh, I'll, I'll say, Spirit, I have no clue how to answer this question that's coming my way. I really don't. But I'm trusting that by the time I open my mouth, you will give me something to say. That was the promise of Christ. He said, do not fear what you will, do not fear what to say. It will be given to you at that moment. And the Holy Spirit always gives me something. And, and, and it may be a surprise or maybe, oh, I've forgotten that. And it'll come back to me. But we can trust at any given point to turn to the Holy Spirit and, and, and be assured that we'll be provided what we need. Love it. Well, you know, again, there's a lot of families listening, husbands and wives. And a lot of times I'll have a guy call me and he's just like, I'm paralyzed. I have to make a decision. I don't know what to do. So what would you say, how does God use or how can we use as followers of Christ, sons and daughters and, you know, husband and wives together to leverage, not leverage, it's maybe a bad word, but just tap into the power of the Holy Spirit and how God wants us to use the Holy Spirit, lean on the Holy Spirit when it comes to making big decisions in our mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. What a great question and a wonderful question to ask in the context of a, of a married couple. Uh, okay. The two words that help me, voice and verse, voice and verse. God speaks to us through the verse, through scripture. Uh, every time we open the Bible, uh, God opens his heart to us. The scripture is the sword of the spirit. He also speaks to us through the voice. And this voice could be that of a confidant, a counselor, could be a pastor, could be a good friend, uh, could be that inner voice that we have, that inner knowing, that sense that mm, I think the Lord is leading me in this direction. And so when the verse and the voice line up, then we're in really good shape. We're, we're feeling like we're moving forward. Now, if the verse does not line up with the voice, then be careful and, and always trust the verse over the voice, because sometimes 
even the voice of a good friend is not reliable. But if the verse and the voice do line up, it's a wonderful thing. Now, the voice that I really have learned to listen to is that time in which Dean Lynn and I come to a, a, the same opinion without consulting one another. Because then I sense that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us both. We have a curious practice when it comes to determining uh, what amount of money we're going to give to a ministry or to a person in need. Uh, we will uh, sit at the table and I'll take out a sheet of two sheets of paper. She'll take one. I'll take one. We'll both take a writing instrument and I'll say, okay, honey, what do you, what do you think? And write yours down. I'll write mine down. I cannot tell you how many times we've written down exactly the same amount. Mm -hmm. uh, and I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. And then with great confidence, we know how to press forward. Uh, and so I, I think there's something in this oneness, this similar voice. Uh, honey, what do you think? Here's what I'm thinking. Okay, well, we're almost on the same page. What? And we keep going back and forth, listening to one another, honoring one another, caring for one another, hearing one another's questions, avoiding any sense of stubbornness, trying to maintain that childlike spirit. And I believe the Holy Spirit can work in that kind of setting and really reveal his will to us. So to summarize the verse, <laughs> then the voice, and then try to reach that point in which you're both hearing the same voice from the Holy Spirit. That's so good. Thank you. You know, I, I want to close by just asking Max, you know, I think undoubtedly people are listening to this. Hopefully they're um, understanding what we're talking about, the promise that's available to us from Jesus through his Holy Spirit that can give us power and peace and life. And they are saying, okay, I, I'm ready. I know I can't do this on my own. I need the help you're talking about. Can we leave them with a couple steps that they can take to begin this journey with the Holy Spirit? If it's their first time, or maybe it's been a long time since they've remembered the help that's available with the Holy Spirit, where do we begin to move towards that? Yeah, that's such a great question. Thank you. If uh, this is your first thought of ever walking in harmony in this adventure that we call the Holy Spirit, you begin by inviting Jesus to move into your heart. Remember, the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. And apart from Jesus, we're not holy vessels, not worthy of being a temple for him. So we welcome Christ to come. And the beautiful gift is when Christ comes in, the old self goes out and Christ becomes our essence. When, when God sees us, he sees Jesus. He, he takes our place. He becomes our substitute. So in that sense, because of that exchange, you are a holy person. You are saint. Now, I know you still have unholy thoughts and unholy issues. That's okay. You're in progress. But positionally, you are made holy. You are made holy. And therefore, a vessel where the Holy Spirit can come and live. When the Holy Spirit comes, he comes with all kinds of gifts, abilities, and strengths, supernatural capacities. He might take those you already had and, and requisition them for use in the kingdom. He may bring some new ones. There may be some new ones in your future. So get excited. There's a new you about to happen. Uh, keep that childlike spirit and welcome the Holy Spirit into your life. Now, many of us 
in Western mass culture have been conditioned to think in a secular mindset. Even those of us who, who try to think spiritually, everything around us is secular. And that is to say, we, we only trust what we see, touch, smell, or hear. Uh, we've got to open ourselves up to the fact that, that the greatest power on earth it cannot be seen with our eyes, may not be felt on our skin, but certainly can be felt in our hearts and in our emotions. Jesus said he's like a wind, and we don't know from where he comes or where he goes. That is to say he comes with force, but he's invisible. So open yourself up to the possibility that there's a whole new source of power and strength. And the reason you're weary is because you are doing what I did as a kid, and then I did again as a young pastor, trying to solve everything on your own. Go as quickly as possible to Christ in prayer. Go as quickly as possible to the Spirit, asking for strength. Uh, do your very best to walk in the Spirit, that is to follow His leading and guiding. And there will be times you quench the Spirit, that is to say you will intentionally disobey Him. And in those occasions, apologize, uh, just say, I'm sorry. And He's quick to restore, quick to heal. And uh, I'm just real excited for you, if that's you, because there's a, there's a whole new version of you about to happen. So well, thank you so much. I know this has blessed a lot of people listening out there. And I know this book is as well. It's out. It's called Help Us Here, Finding Fresh Strength and Purpose in the Power of the Holy Spirit. Max, where can people tell you how awesome you are? <laughs> Listen to this. Get encouraged. Call you know, my wife. Your wife, my your wife. wife has got it covered. I get it on the message. Where can people follow you, look you up, all that fun stuff? MaxLocato.com. That's, okay. that's, a, that's the easiest place. Just go to Max Locato. There's no other Max Locato in the world. There's two odd <laughs> names coming together. So so we've got MaxLocato.com and everything I've ever done is right there. Okay, Love perfect. Well, we'll link to all of that in the show notes, but it's such an honor to have you with us. Thank you so My much honor. for writing this message and you're just a blessing. Do these people know I'm friends with your parents, Jenny? You know, they I don't do know now. if they do. I guess I do. they do now. They do. Great <laughs> folks. Great folks. They give, are. Them, give them our love, okay? We will for sure. Thank you, Max. Thanks, Max. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Rhythm of Us. We hope it was a blessing to you, and we would love to hear from you. Take a minute to leave us a review on iTunes. Hit us up on our website, therhythmofus.com, or come find us on social media. We love hearing how these conversations are speaking to you. Also, you can grab your copy of our brand new book, The Rhythm of Us, wherever you like to get your books. Well, that's a wrap for this episode, and we will catch you next time on The Rhythm of Us.